But hello, everybody, and welcome to a free wheelin' rootin' tootin' Memorial Day Dice Populi Extravaganza. Hello, my name is Colin, and my voice is departing my body. Uh, I'm joined by two other stars of the podcast. If you wouldn't mind saying who's here. Uh, hi, I'm Daimul. Beep, beep. Or Chowder, whichever you prefer. And I'm full of junk food. <laughs> Yo, same. Hello, I am Ryan, or Ryan, whichever you prefer. I'm, I'll get back to you on that. So, this fifth Wednesday, fast approaching because it was only two months since the last one, uh, we didn't really have anything ready. I have a bonus thing that Chatter and I recorded literally over the summer that I just haven't, I did not have the time to get to. Over, but over I think the that's last sort of summer, it, should be noted. <laughs> yeah. Correct, yeah. Not the coming summer, the one that happened last year. Uh, but, I mean, as you can tell by my voice, I am not particularly well at the moment. Uh, so we didn't really have a whole lot of time to put together something big and fancy. So Ryan suggested we do a little state of the pod. Do a little fireside chat. It's like 9 o'clock your guys' chat. time. It's 8 o'clock yep. my time. It's nice. If I was nice smarter and, and more prepared and probably a little less sick myself, I would have like maybe a nice little cocktail with me right now. Yeah. I don't have a robe. Mm. I do have a wizard's hat that I could put on, but it doesn't fit when I have my headphones on. So uh, just imagine I have worn, uh, I'm wearing a t-shirt that I've been sweating into through my various naps today. Your various? How many times are you napping, son? I'm sick. I napped a couple of times. I napped at least twice today. Well, you know that not sleeping, not sleeping, not drinking, and not eating are the proper way to overcome So I think any that's illness. part of what happened is I had, we recorded uh, two episodes of our podcasts on Thursday. And Friday, there was a new dungeon release in Destiny, and I do guides for those things now because now I make some money off of them. So I had planned to have like a really rough 48 hours of losing sleep. And lo and behold, as that 48 hours began, I got sick. So I think that's probably why this has such a long tail. Um, I don't know. Chowder, how are you? You don't seem sick. How are you doing? Uh, pretty, pretty okay. I mean, oh, nothing, okay. No, okay. nothing good happening, nothing bad happening, just in the mm -hmm. middle. I mean, I guess, so, I guess I'm going to kick out of Tears of the Kingdom. So that's fun. That's been fun. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom I'm, is I'm great. Getting a, I'm getting a kick out of Tears of the Kingdom in that uh, my partner, Rebecca, her, she has recently lost her job. It's oh. not an immediate concern. Like, we're fine. It's a, but, like, I, I, I got her this game, and now she doesn't have to work. So this game is now her job. It's hey, absurd. That's a good it job to have. It is absurd how much you, need to, listen, you, she, you should set up an, a, a Twitch account and he's like, "Let's go." Set up, set up a Twitch account. Start uh, streaming. Yeah, hi Rebecca. I, 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 I definitely <laughs> fucked up my sleep for this game. It's. What are you saying there? I say this game is now your job. Why do you look so guilty? <laughs> because you busted in in the middle of a recording. This is being recorded. Oh, okay. Hi Rebecca. I mean, it's fine, but it's just about respecting the time of the other people on the call. You can yell at me later if you want to, but no, yell at no, 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 no. I, she she can respect my time by yelling it's at you on right now. Count. Rebecca, I love you, and I think you're doing such a wonderful job at the game. <laughs> Thanks for the middle finger. All right, yell at him more. She had a big. Yeah. Can she hear us? <laughs> She could not know. Oh, that's rough. Because yeah. you know what? Bring her in. Bring her in. She could be the fourth on this podcast. <laughs> so I, I think it is, I think it is a good uh, time to chat about 
state of the show and have a conversation about where we are in Dicey Waters and what's coming up. And this is this is not coming from anywhere in particular. It's just that we haven't really had those conversations lately, privately or publicly. Yeah. And um, I I think it's good to to get a sense of what's going on. We've had a few instances of us putting out some shit I'm really proud of. We've also had some instances of us like not following up on stuff. And I think it's worth talking about where we are with the show, what we're doing and what we want to do with it. Um, and like I said, freewheeling. We, we talked for seven minutes before syncing up, so like I'm sure we'll go off the fucking yeah, yeah. rails. I, I, you know, I'm gonna make. Uh, I'm just gonna put it out there. I think you know we should we just, we should do the state of the pod, but we should also do a lot of bullshitting and talking. You know, I'm fine with that. That, that way, that way, that, I mean, we you know, turn off the recording. Everybody shut it down. Just me, Chowder. Okay, uh, pause. Con- yeah, we're pause gonna pause the recording, and that pause, way pause people can build like a parasocial relationship with us. No, I'm, this is a joke, Shatter, oh. but you can continue to oh. keep on recording. Uh, <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then people can build like a parasocial relationship with us. And then maybe, just maybe, uh, we could like send out an email being like, hey, I, I'm in dire straits. I need like $5,000. Can you help hey, me? Hey, okay. Do you and think, then, and then we can maybe start up individual OnlyFans for everyone on here, but not for like porn stuff, but just for like, hey, you can pay $5 speak for Speak for yourself. I'm doing all well, the porn stuff. I'm I'm okay, okay with doing feet stuff. So I'm, okay. I'm so we have that. Ryan's feet, Chowder's porn. Colin is going to be very conservative, lewds with his cats. I don't like that. Colin, Colin, like Colin that, that was the worst of <laughs> them all. That's why they're separate accounts. You say lewds with your cats. <laughs> I was just like, I don't want this anymore. Should I quit the podcast? Yeah. All right. No, you know like, what? We'll find about this later. Back up. Back up. <laughs> or we'll recording you, again. You killed the mood. I, I don't feel like doing porn stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I mean, I should say this, whenever someone says something like this, off the rip, it kind of sounds like, uh-oh, it's the end of the show. That's not what we're saying at all. Everyone here seems fully on board with going through Dicey Waters and following it up with something else. I think what's worth noting is Dicey Waters is almost four years old. Yeah. Uh, Man, and we haven't really done much think. of change. Yeah. Another, yeah, another two we, years, another two years and it can drink uh, in Wisconsin. <laughs> you, you you only need to <laughs> be six to drink in Wisconsin. No, that's a joke. You can. There's a funny thing. I'm not from Wisconsin, but my friends from Wisconsin. You can drink at a bar with your family when you turn 18. I think before you turn 18, and then when you turn 18, you can you would lose the ability to drink at a bar <laughs> until you're that's 21. That's a fun loophole. Because your your parents can give you permission to drink. <laughs> that's so Man, weird. Wisconsin's like is- the France of America. <laughs> Uh, that's a very funny sentence Uh, so no we're fully committed to seeing Dicey Waters through and uh, if anything we're trying to dial it in because um, we've always had problems with like hey I have a plan for how long this adventure is going to be ends up being longer Um, I will say that the Arianor thing only took two episodes longer than I planned the Arianor (laughs) thing I kept pretty tight Yeah, no, that was fine I remember when like you know we were doing uh meant to be and uh it was going yeah. on for a while and like eventually got point where it meant to be was like alone was as long as the rest of the podcast or something like that i remember saying something i mean saying something w- like the that new age is now 
is now there. The thing is, the yeah, new yeah. age. Oh yeah, if, the new uh, age has surpassed that. I think is so. is it, yeah, it is to the point where like the the phrase the new age has sort of lost some of its meaning. But I mean, like at, uh, initially, I thought it would take you two episodes to get out of Nar any all. It took five. I thought it would take one episode to get to Arian, or you guys took five episodes at the Black Tide, and that's fine because the plan was like, I give you a map. Here you go, Breath of the Wild. Play your fucking or Wind Waker, I guess more appropriately. Play your fucking game. And there's shit to do. And now Matt was like, I always I always had the idea to hand it off to you guys, but I could never figure out how to structure it. And then Matt came to me and straight up said, Colin, let's get other people DMing. I'm like, here you go. Fucking take it, please. I <laughs> somebody else take yeah. it. Somebody um, take this take the wheel for me, please. Yeah. The yeah. idea I like and, shot shot you. I'm actually I actually would like to do that at some point if like we have the ability to yeah. get it in, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, we. I, I mean, spoiler alert: we do have at least one more DM shift coming up. I'm not going to say when, who, or how, but there is going to be a DM shift after this whole Zula Ragnar thing resolves, however it will resolve. And um, I it's, wonder it what is, it could it be. Is my goal. Question mark. <laughs> it, is, it is my goal to try to get us to because I, I think. What I and at this point, if you guys have any thoughts on like the state of Dicey Waters, cut, feel free to cut me off. But like, each person kind of built up their own little piece of mythology in the Badlands. And my goal with the New Age was not just to like drive you guys to a conclusion, but it was also to like create a consistent framework in which all these things can exist. Fit like I have, I have an understanding of how the time stuff works. I have an understanding. Of like where well, at everybody least you comes do. From. I am still so confused by the time stuff. <clears throat> I lived through yeah. it, technically speaking, and I still have no idea yeah. how everything works. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not saying the minutia of every time anomaly is something accounted for, but like in the mythology, there are forces at play that I have like accounted for, and and I I think like. You each have come to me with different things about what you want for your characters, and I'm not like guaranteeing those things. I'm I've just tried to like build a foundation where you can try to work towards it, but you're gonna have to make some decisions. And it turns out that's how you get really, really long adventures. So I need to dial <laughs> yeah. I need to dial it in. Yeah. Re- regardless of be, oh, if go it's going longer than intended or not, we are still like wrapping up dicey water, and I guess like the thing we should be talking about is like well what uh what we'd want to do afterwards like uh, yeah oh there's i mean i feel like so many things we so we had an idea and that we had been like oh you know this this dicey water thing isn't gonna last more than like two years so we started working on something two years ago (laughs) yeah and we've gone back and forth on it and like the bones of it are still there in like a google doc but honestly we have all changed substantially since then the world has changed more games have come out we figured out more things about ourselves like and now like i almost feel like we need to like maybe just maybe start something fresh or like if we're going to like work on that it has to be like completely redone yeah Yeah. i mean i've like here's the thing i've actually like (coughs) you know brainstormed like ideas for like because like you know i was aware of the thing you guys were were talking about too and you know uh in my own time i just like think about it and like you know i was brainstorming ideas for like the world and also just the kind of character i would play in that setting so mm-hmm. you know 
Yeah, when you have that I, conversation. Yeah, I know Pat, Pat in particular is very attached to the idea he had for it. But, like, so in terms of, like, format, the, the thing about this whole podcast structure is that we do not make money off of it because we're not that big we don't have sponsors we get we get some money from the patreon and everyone who contributes like those two bucks maybe five still if you're keeping that going on patreon uh, we have at least one tenor in there it's like that literally pays the bills so that we can host it and it's not coming out of my pocket anymore like that yeah. is tremendous and then we throw a percent of that to charity and that's 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 like all we have the scrap for over last summer, I like made a I mean, I feel dedicated like with, effort to like. I feel like with sponsors, mm -hmm. we're gonna have to like if we decide to do sponsors, we'd have to like seek oh, it we out. We gotta be. We, we gotta this is a beggars out. can't be choosers kind of situation, yeah. chatter. Let me be frank oh, about no, we, that. Oh, like, we do I'm, not have the opportunity. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm saying like we gotta like seek it out. Like go to a potential sponsor and be like, "Hey, want us to sponsor you?" Instead of a wait for someone to try to contact yeah. us. Listen, you're forcing me to choose between beg for a sponsorship or sell cat photos and I'm very uncomfortable yeah. with the proposition. So like, I, I know, I, <laughs> I feel that because I have to do that for, like it's very, yeah. like sometimes people reach out to me to like do stuff on TikTok or Instagram or whatever but I usually have to like <coughs> excuse me, I usually have to hunt people down and try and like like give me stuff, give me money. Like I'll do it. Mm -hmm. I'll do a giveaway for you, but you gotta pay me. Um, so I have to like search people. I usually try to go for things that I like already use and try to create relationships. Yeah. But even then, like people are busy and they don't always get back to you. Yeah, no, it's tough. Uh, but like, so the, the and not a lot the, of money. I will say that not a lot of money in that gig yeah. yeah so i i like i have i've been doing some uh back last summer all i on one hand i was like i want to double down on the patreon i started last year i made a bunch of behind the scenes i made a bunch of bonus things i made some animations put out bonus episodes and i was really like let me commit to the patreon but we just kind of don't have the scope of listener base where like the small percent of people were joining up to make it worth it like all that effort did not yield any extra patrons so when we, there were some fears when we consolidated our stuff down to a $2 tier only that we were shutting down. And really what motivated that was like, we kind of don't have the time and the muscle to build out a Patreon operation right now. So let's just do what works and keep the lights on. True. Um, so, I mean, the, uh, the, the thing that Chatter and I recorded last summer, that was going to be a Patreon bonus, but then we sort of shifted and now I'm going to, I'm going to end up putting that out as a, as a bonus episode uh, when I have the time. But yeah, no, like Ryan, your D and D shit online has popped off. Um, I am now, I now have a few clients and I'm making decent money doing video and podcast editing for other folks. And it's just like the amount of overhead it takes to crank out one of these podcast recordings. If this was something that was like, this was the full-time job. Yeah. that's fine we could probably do this weekly but i mean for five people we need a lot of money for that to be the thing so yeah. I, I agree like She's looking to start fresh beyond just the scope of the fantasy of dicey waters which i love that we've made such a coherent world like we we built a fantasy setting that i think works it's not fully built out but it works and it's and i think it's interesting and varied and, and alive but even beyond that i'm like does the future of Dice Populi look like this fully produced podcast? Does it look like a Twitch stream? Does it look like a smaller group of rotating stuff? Like, I don't know mm. what's going to make the most sense, but yeah, I'm like, I, 
I just sit and think about the other idea we came up with. Should we just say what it is or should we keep that secret? What, the, the, the next the next project? What we initially had set as a second campaign oh, yeah. before we got lost in the I think we should talk here. about that. That'd be fun. Yeah. So it yeah, was going to be called. Thing. It was getting weird to like try to talk, dance around saying the name of it and being like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's so, just say. Ryan, why don't, you, why don't you hit us with the idea? Yeah. So it was going to be called Miami Dice. It was going to be a retro <laughs> 80s themed kind of like a Vice City uh, but in the future, so it was going to be, we were thinking, so we had Cyberpunk was on the thing, was was a possibility. Yeah, we, could, yeah, we couldn't, we, yeah, we couldn't um, agree on a system. I threw out Cyberpunk, <coughs> you threw out Starfinder. Honestly, uh, I think Shadowrun was on the list. Yeah, Shadowrun was on the list, I think, Cy- I think list, Cyberpunk would work best for it, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah I guess well, it depends. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if we want to be like, ah, if we just want like realism, if we want to be like, ah, we're going we're gonna to do realistic realism or we're going to uh-huh. like, we still want that little bit of magic, you know, with the possibility of magic yeah. and like kooky I, yeah, coincidences. Yeah, my, my biggest issue with Starfinder as a pitch just remains for this that it is like so fantasy. And I mean, generally speak, I... I this is totally my personal taste as a consumer of fiction. I don't like high fantasy very much with Tolkien sort of being the major exception. Well, so, so, I mean, you can trim that. So, I mean, you can theme, like, we can create a theme and a story in a world that's low yeah. fantasy. And, like, we can talk amongst ourselves and create a world that's like, you know, magic is extremely mm-hmm. rare, but it's weird and it's still out there. Honestly, so, I mean, like, as long as we're internally consistent. Being, being a Final Fantasy fan, I love uh, settings where, like, Science and fan or ma- science and magic are like yeah. intertwined, yeah. Like, like intertwined, and like, and the 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 narrative concept of this was like basically sort of like a resource rich planet, but is predominantly ocean or like I don't know, like a way yeah. station or something, and it's just like this one city on a hill in an ocean with a like an orbital elevator yeah yeah and it's just like everybody in is is going through an orbit for commerce and it would take place in this city down below which is just like a scuzz hole yeah with oh, it's honestly so that, not huge like class it's I didn't not know about too that. dissimilar from something like night city yeah it was basically <laughs> night city but like what if night we made city. it an island and put it even more in the future yeah. so there is a uh, I, I didn't elevator. know that detail like uh you know when i had in my mind like my idea for the setting was like so rome rome didn't like fall all at once like it actually like and really it never actually officially fell in a sense it just it just like it, it, it's it broke into out. it broke into like uh multiple uh city in, into east and west rome what what we one of them what we would know as byzantium uh and like you know yeah. and like the until and, Ronald Reagan came over in 1989 and had them tear the wall down. <laughs> tear that wall down. Uh, yeah, and like you know, East and West Rome are like, okay, there's too much uh, value in being Rome, but we don't. So we don't want to officially be two separate nations. But at the same time, we have these differences that we can't get over. So let's just yeah. on paper still be Rome, <laughs> but agree to just operate like two different nations i mean and that narratively does sort of fit into this that like could because we we didn't bake it out that yeah, much yeah. that idea could still work either within the city or between the yeah. city and the station and like that, in the orbit and like, like who knows and like my idea was actually like the same thing happens with the usa where in the cyberpunk future america 
still exists, quote unquote, but it's more accurate to say it's like five nations that are just yeah. neighbors that are really angrily. What if I told I, you really angrily? I what if each I told other? you yep. that today? That the United States was like that, but with 50 individual nations <laughs> that are always angry at each other. Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing. Like, you can actually, like, take those, like, 50 states and, like, divide them up by, like, their culture. And you get approximately, like... Yeah. Like, minus Alaska and Hawaii, you, you get approximately, like, five different cultures. That- yeah. In the north, you have Big Ufta. In the south, you have... I mean, Ryan, you're you're a southerner. No, you're in D.C. Wait, did you? No, wait. <laughs> Where are you right now? I am currently in Texas. You're currently in Texas. I. Uh, how long were you in West Virginia or whatever recently? West Virginia. I don't, where, I don't <laughs> know. I'm, I'm delirious. Yeah. yeah. So I went to D.C. for two days, uh, <laughs> like a couple of days, like last week, um, for business. But I used to live in D.C. for like ten years. And hopefully we'll be living again there relatively soon. Okay, that's what. Okay, <clears throat> you had spoken about it, and perhaps I jumped. I jumped to the proverbial DC, the West Virginia, the West Virginia <laughs> of the, the East Coast. I guess I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty close. There's there's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm too tired to find it. But basically, like we've we've had so many sprawling conversations about where to go after dicey waters. And that and that doesn't even address again format of the show because I will I will tell you this and it's I have to I find myself in this position a lot where everybody in the group has a lofty goal and when it comes to execution I'm staring down the barrel of all the <laughs> all the work that an execution entails and I'm often like okay so how are we going to get this done in a way that doesn't involve just piling up my workload yeah yeah and, and to be honest. I would very much like to dial back that workload, but given that we don't make money off this, really, it becomes an interesting proposition to figure out what the heck we're going to do. It's a labor of love. Yeah. I will say that. It really and ironically, is. like um, if we want, if we want to expand, we have to get more ambitious. But in order to get more ambitious, we need more muscle. Uh, we need to. Ex- so it, yeah. it's a weird catch twenty two. I do think. So I do think it might be a good idea. And I mean, this is this is on the this is on the line. It would be a good idea to expand out the number of people in. I don't know necessarily the podcast, but maybe we could call it the organization because then we could we could maybe pop up another show underneath the umbrella. We can get some more people that are like, okay at editing or okay with editing their own story. Like, I do think there is like if we were to get like start or like merging with a pre-existing collective of people that already do it and then we could like kind of share resources and time that might be good so it'll take a little off our plate we could then also work on other projects and kind of bring people underneath our umbrella i don't know i'm just kind of rambling at this point synergy broadly speaking i agree and that has long been my ambition stymied by the lack of funds to pay people to do those things yeah that's the thing because we're we're just not at that stage that we can afford to pay people but maybe if there's and, and four years in i've kind of accepted that that's not a stage <laughs> so, that we're gonna hit with this particular I'm approach not, so i'm not even saying like necessarily like pay but maybe we can help like hey are you interested in starting a podcast like we can't pay you but we can maybe help get you set up we'll pay you an experience it's not even that just like if you want a podcast you you want a chance to like create a podcast you can come in with us 
we'll like help you find people we'll help you like find an audience you know such that it is and like help promote it from our platform and stuff like that and then you know depending how things go we can like support each other and work with each other and do crossover events yeah. that sort of thing is what i'm thinking i i mean the only thing stopping us is is the time put is in the time i will say an effort yeah exactly because i'll say for me like i i don't honestly know if anybody including matt knows how much time and effort goes into the work i do on an episode of the show even pat's edits are like are fairly stripped back for entrenched like i've given him essentially like a lighter set of tools compared to what i use uh to get some stuff done that he cranks out yeah yeah and and so like every time that someone's like 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 ryan you have a well-articulated idea and i'm like but who's gonna pull the trigger well, no, no, that's like, what i'm saying get it done? so that you, yeah. you wouldn't have to edit these things we could set them up see if we can find an editor for them oh i i mean like who's gonna like reach out who's gonna yeah. set that up who's gonna that's facilitate true. those conversations that is like, true that's 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 always and i mean that's the difficulty that is always this the is tricky ne- bit me pushing back with this is never me saying no i love Every time you guys step up with an idea or a project, like Ryan, you were like, I'm going to do a series of interview episodes and I'm going to edit them myself. And you knocked it out of the fucking park. Like, Still got to do Chowder, I think, right? Chowder, I still have to interview you. Right. The interview was between me and and Colin, not between me and uh, Ryan. Oh, yeah, we did a Q&A, but we never did a Between Two Rolls with Chatter. Hey, that's yeah, an easy that's Next true. 5W episode. Yeah, that's true. It's, yeah, uh, I completely spaced on that because I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. we definitely got to do that like three months ago. Like, <laughs> like That's life. kind of the story of it, isn't it? Like, I was like, did I do do it Between Two Rolls? I remember doing an interview. I don't recall. But now that we're having the, we're saying this, it's like, oh, yeah, never did one. Yeah. Just yeah, had I'm a just Q&A. Now, yeah, the mention of it. Yeah, no, and it's just uh, that's that's what these conversations always always boil down to. So having a state of the pod like this is like if going forward, I will say that personally, I really want to unless we can make this a profitable, a profitable venture. I probably want to make this something that has less overhead. So the idea of a live stream version of Dice Populi comes to mind which I don't know how much traction that would have necessarily because I'm not I'm not super plugged into that space. So this is like this is my ramble now. I'm going to tell is, you the live stream probably would be we would not have even considering that we don't necessarily have like a galactic reach currently it would definitely lessen mm-hmm. our reach there are so many live streams right now that's kind of what i was um, wondering and, is like saturation there's also, a reason why a lot of live streams also have a podcast where they release all the audio on because it's just it's it, it just it, podcasts make more sense because you can listen to them on your at your leisure yeah also i, we're, then I we're, guess my we're, go ahead yeah we're not a group of actors like critical role Oh, speak for yourself. I, mean, I get into uh, it. I get into oh, it. Oh, please. I get into it. <laughs> yeah, I'll wear my wig and put my little hat on. Uh yeah, no, I get have you heard my bottle brew? I'm a I am a chameleon. <laughs> or maybe, maybe I'm just insecure, because like here's the thing. I'm actually working on like some uh, stickers for Dice Populi. I haven't shown you guys anything because I'm insecure. <laughs> but uh but it's like, you know, uh someone brought up Hey, do you guys do stickers? And we're like, yeah, we do, but we should do more. And I'm like, I have some ideas. Yeah. And that wasn't a joke. I do have some ideas. I just always feel yeah. weird being like, yeah. I, I always feel weird being like, hey guys, I'm I'm doing stuff. Where is it? Uh, 
I'll get back to you on uh, but because it's like uh, <laughs> no, because like it's like I don't want to make promises I can't keep, but at the same time, ah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, no, I understand. I mean, what you're I, saying, was, yeah. yeah, on a confidence thing, like. Th- th- I, I can't totally speak to that in the moment. Obviously, I, I try to support you guys where I can. But when it comes to something like this, there's a point where you just have to say fuck it and pull the trigger right. regardless. And it's, it's hard to get to that point. But I mean, I've sort of been under that gun since we were like, all right, bi-weekly podcast. And I do, we've had episodes that don't go up right away because of like technical issues. But we haven't missed a single episode in four years. Like, I've never been like, I don't have an episode done in time. That's never come up. And everybody here, like, that's also thanks to you guys. Like, hey, we're just getting back from holiday. And, like, so, like Rebecca's in the hospital and Pat's flying. But we still have to get an episode, like, this week. And, like, everybody always manages. Like, everyone commits to that. Um, so, like, we can keep that going. And I'm just, I, 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 I scratch my head thinking about what we want to do next to make it more sustainable because we are all just busier. But I love this. I want Dicey Waters to be a complete body of work. And I kind of want to keep doing it. But, yeah, it's these, these, are, these are the thoughts and questions. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe one day we'll find, like, maybe we'll, like an angel investor for Dice Populi. Maybe one of our <laughs> listeners... Or maybe right now, or at the very least, listening sugar, right now has a sugar daddy. Is Elon Musk is Elon Musk, daddy. and he's going to take time from ruining Twitter and uh, being generally a terrible person. And be like, hey guys, I'm Elon Musk. I my dad owned an <laughs> emerald mine, and I would like to give you all some of those emeralds <laughs> <laughs> so you can make more podcasts. Hey guys, so you, you want, never know. Do you want money made? Made from slave labor? Here you go. Yeah. As we all know, as we all know, uh, billionaires are going to save us. So maybe they will save. And by save, I mean just give us money, this podcast. Listen, if there there are any millionaires out there who who are wondering, yes, I will hold myself out for you for money. Think about it. (laughs) Think um, about it. (laughs) Think about it. I, I will say, like, another thing that, like, I haven't gotten to do is, like, more soundtracks. I haven't put out a soundtrack since Trouble in Paradise. Like, I'll, I'll tell you what. What I would love when Dicey Waters is over, and, like, again, if money is no object, if we're just talking what I, what I would love to get done, I would love to, like, make a book for this thing. We have so much shit written out. It would be an effort, but, like to collate all that stuff and make them chapters in a thing and like put the map on there and and make dicey waters a thing that you could like go get and run with people yeah no that and then have soundtracks that you can download and play to accompany what you're doing like i i i'm so proud of it i think that that would be something that that would require me to like mm -hmm. organize my notes on meant to be because meant to be it is correct it is like a a a bunch of papers in a weird order that only makes sense to me. It is. Yeah. yeah not making things readable <laughs> by others is incredibly hard. Like God, taking got, mind I, bits. Cause like I, I published an adventure recently for mm-hmm. into the odd, which is a very much scaled back from five E like it's, it's mm-hmm. not like, and it honestly took a lot of my brain power and took uh, about uh, a month to do. But I remember trying to format stuff for 5e and like there's a whole style guide to 5e. Yep. Like you have yep. to there's a certain like layout thing you have to do. Mm-hmm. And like it's 
it's a lot of work to take up. Like, and honestly, at this point, a lot of my stuff is bullet points to take bullet points yeah. and come up with book. My, I will say this, my stuff is probably not gonna be hard to translate um, because I do everything. <laughs> I do everything on my computers. Everything is like in a, a labeled thing. It's not all organized in like a single thing, but every time I write something out, there's like an outline with chapter markers and each chapter has like a description, fail states, map, like everything is points to something else. And I'm just always like, oh man, it'd be great to just turn this into an adventure. But then whenever I run with someone else, I'm like, oh, this is not the way most people organize yeah. their thoughts. <laughs> this it's, is, this is, the uh, half the difficult. effort would be figuring out how everyone does their own shit and try to figure a way to like, okay, how do we first of all get these five people speaking <laughs> the same goddamn language? That's why, so I like, uh, like, was it New School Rebellion and Old School Renaissance? I, you know, they're kind of interchangeable, OSR and NSR. Into the odd mm. is NSR, I think, but it's kind of OSR. I don't know. It's it's mm -hmm. it, you put your like line in the sand for whatever it means. But a lot it like kind of gels with my current style because when you get some of these adventures, some of them are just like, here's a room, here's three bullet points about this room, here's the next yeah. room, like here's the cardinal <laughs> directions of other rooms, here's a map. So like what yeah. that was like, I like stuff like that. That was so much more <coughs> excuse me. That was so much easier to get into and all or it already mm -hmm. kind of like fit with my style. And even then, it still took a lot of work to get things how I wanted it to look. I made my own art for it. It's it's yeah, intense. Yeah, wow. Yeah. No, that's big. I feel that. It's, um, I basically, I don't know that we'll ever have that, but, like, that's my dream is even if Dicey Waters it ends up being, like, the apex of Dice Populi and we can't figure out what we want to do next, like, I am so pot committed to making sure that we end this and make sure that it ends well mm -hmm. and it I, I I really want this to be a complete thing and cherry on top would be if we could ever like I, <laughs> I my mind went to Arrested Development how they came out with season four and everyone was like you guys sort of missed the mark on season four so then like five years later they came they did a re-edit of season four that was basically just Ron Howard and the showrunner or editor mm. literally just chopping it up by hand like not getting a team of people to do it i think like it was literally just them being like all right give me five years and i'll give you something presentable <laughs> like i feel like there's a chance that that'll happen it'll be like five years behind the scenes of of like all right ryan it's time for you to to break down the uh, the, uh, the the writings the scrawlings the scrawl it came in the night so oh, that God. my mortal mind can comprehend them um but yeah, it's 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 one of those many questions about like how how do we how do we execute on it? How do we execute? Um, how do we execute Order sixty six? Sixty six. I have been playing Jedi Survivor, and it's 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 pretty pretty good. Pretty well. Fun. Step one is to murder um, children. So you know, let's find a kid. Yeah, but younglings gotta go. Well, we flipped that, and we had the children murder everyone else in Dicey Waters. We well children. Um, we had child. We had child. We had child. We had child murder. So I'm excited. But I am excited. So I was days. just going to talk about how much I'm going to traumatize Matt slash me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could always we could do a pickup interview after the fact. I'm cool putting spoilers and then just like saying. But if you don't want to, that's fine. No, like, I don't no want to okay, spoil cool. the surprise. Yeah, but I mean, we also Matt doing the whole seafoam glow thing. Um, I think really 
it is nice to take a step back after just sort of like freewheeling the DM situation, uh, trying to get you guys to Arianor. Arianor was pretty tightly planned, but um, I uh, I did feel I, bad for Matt during the C foam <laughs> just because I think I, I I don't know where we went wrong, but I think he he planned for a level of shenanigans that I guess <laughs> was lesser than what we were prepared for. To be yeah. fair, I, I, so I, I felt bad for that. Like I, I, I wanted to pull Ocean's Eleven, but the problem is I didn't know what we needed to steal. So that here's, and maybe you guys can enlighten me on this because this, this is going into the new age. Something so liberating about planning it and making it so broad in scope was saying, okay, for every decision I want them to make, I need to plan for the exact opposite. Oh no! Just to sort of see, that's, just to cover my bit, because I'll tell you this: that's where you went I'll wrong. Tell you this. Planning, planning is where you've gone wrong. But that's <laughs> kind of uh, by planning. I don't even mean writing it down. I mean like, okay, so uh, I need them to get out of Narnial. But what if they don't want to leave? <laughs> what, okay, what do if never want exactly. to leave? And and I mean this is no knock at Matt. I have a feeling that because I'll tell you this, the whole seafoam glow thing came together pretty fucking quickly. Mm. I have to imagine he had his idea sketched out and then he just rolled with it without taking the time to consider what do if we don't do what he wants yeah, to do. Yeah, I it's, think I think we just hit it with I think we hit it with a certain energy right out the gate, and it was a <laughs> it was a weird energy day. And I think we were mm-hmm. all just rolling with it, and I just yeah. felt so bad for Matt because I. We, I don't. It was really on us because we were just like not. I think collectively just not taking the cues. Yeah, that he was putting I, down. I I don't know. When I'm DMing in this group, I I sometimes get not like explicit pushback from you guys, but like I I'm always like unless you guys explicitly say something, I don't like to assume it. And if I'm going to assume action on your part, I express it so you have a chance to, like, say, "Uh uh-uh, no, I wouldn't do that. And so, like, sometimes I'll be, like, we'll be sitting in silence and you guys will be, like, what are we doing? And I'm, like, well, do you go through the door? And you're, like, yeah, Colin, we go through the fucking door. What's your problem? And I feel like there was kind of, like, an opposite thing happening uh, with Matt where he was, like, assuming we were going to go in specific directions and then we just kind of sat there like okay well what do you want us to do yeah it, um, it happens which is which is like again not a criticism of anything and i think it, he handled it well and i like the way it's resolved and people here will find out soon how it's going to resolve um but like i just i am always thinking about like a fun fact getting out of nar any all i was planning to kill bottle brew bottle brew was gonna die on the seti alpha and then you guys saved his ass and i'm like Okay, I guess that's gonna punt the Dennis reveal a little further down the road and shit like that. But like, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm so surprised that we don't go into every adventure expecting it to be broken immediately. <laughs> that's the thing. I think it's very, you have to be very zen with it. Uh, this is yeah. my personal advice, and I learned a, a great deal from Josh. Yeah. Um, and. Even though, even though there was maybe some points in Josh's adventure where, like, I, I, I didn't, I, I understand in hindsight, but I did not understand in the moment because I was like, because I, I didn't realize that he was basically like, this is my out. So I was like, why, the, why the hell is he fighting so hard to stay dead? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but I learned a lot, just like 
bullet points, come up with a situation, uh-huh. everything flow, have zero expectations for how things are going to mm-hmm. go and just let things flow. I think I, I do have to contend with that a little bit with um, like entrenched because there is a grand overarching like Pepe yeah. Sylvia type of thing in the background of entrenched that I don't know if anybody has picked up on. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I do not wait, think that Pepe we have Sylvia? the full vision of your world. Just like conspiracy theory oh, stuff. Yeah. Um, there is like there is like a lot of like I mean it it starts to pop in more I think as we'll go on like we're in the very beginning of the conspiracy like we're basically on just getting into chapter two of like a 15 page or 15 chapter thing that I have written so I do have to contend with that a little bit but like having this narrative structure where I want all these things to kind of intertwine but also giving you all like doing bullet point stuff. So it, it is difficult. Yeah. I I think that for me, the individual adventure I'm going to end up being most proud of is the Arianor thing. Just because it was that, I, I took that idea to the max because I had like a loose, I didn't even draw it out. I had a loose map of the island in my head from when Matt ran it. And then I just had like a series of conditions. And that's kind of it. And you guys are just bumping up against conditions. You had to learn the mechanics, which you did. And I was so blown away when you guys started to like crack all that and like piece it all together. That was so fun and so rewarding. But there, I didn't have like a plot. Each person had like some shit that they went through and that's it. And then the story was just kind of you guys yeah. figuring it out. And I don't know, I don't know how easy it is to recreate that. Cause it took a lot of effort to plan, but it wasn't yeah. scripted, yeah, it wasn't like written. When, when making meant to be like, you know, I had like a through line and a story and, you know, I had things planned out, but I also understood don't get too married to it, <laughs> you know, ex- except that yeah. shit happens. And yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take that approach with the broad stuff, but with the idea of trying to wrap Dicey Waters up, I'm kind I'm I am also contending with exactly what Ryan's saying, like there are forces at play and I have to choose how active and passive those forces are to balance against what you guys are doing mm. and what the individual DMs are doing. I got to say, I do kind of love the thrill of being like, okay, Matt, here you go. You're the DM. Don't crash her because <laughs> I have to drive it tomorrow. That uh, is a unique sort of excitement that terrifies me. It can be a lot of fun but to I, crash too, though. Like as someone that's had a few yeah. adventures crash, it can be very, <laughs> it can be fun to pick up the so, pieces afterwards. <laughs> So I guess sort of the biggest thing about whatever the future of Dice Populi is going to end up holding is the rotating DM thing is Mm. still a pretty, a fairly unique idea in terms of having a single story that changes hands so frequently without interrupting the story. Like, I'm still not aware of anybody else that does specifically this. There are, like, versions of D&D that like randomly roll dms but like i i still feel like we've got something unique and entrenched is thoroughly ryan's baby like i'm not gonna dm a bit of entrenched i don't think (laughs) i don't think that would work i think Um, it could be possible to bring somebody in to do like a side adventure the only thing is none of you guys know eberron enough Exactly. To, that's exactly to my make point. it work. <laughs> yeah, we gave ourselves carte blanche with with our homebrew Badlands situation, but um, and I, I can't just let close friend 
uh, Keith Baker's uh, baby just <laughs> go into willy nilly hands like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've been you've been f- flirting with the with the feet of giants over here. <laughs> I've never heard that used before. Nobody has. That's I a did, that's a catch and original. I did interview Keith Baker. With, that's like, incredible. This, what was it like a couple months ago? That's really fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Why didn't you put that on Dice Populi? That could have raised our clout so hard. Uh, it was. I did. I talked about you it on Dice Populi. Got to think Populi. about the brand. Well, no. So it was. A, it was a live stream on TikTok. I just happened to stumble on uh, Keith Baker and his wife. Um, blanket on her name, and she is so nice. Um, and I just like said hi, and they invited me on. Um, so I started talking to them just like chit chatting and then before it was kind of like an interview talking about Eberron and his new project um, so fucking cool, it was dude. it was interesting to say the least it was wild things well weird if things you happen. can get close personal friend Keith Baker involved that <laughs> that would be a boon but I mean like whatever we do next I I I have to say I I I think I am the least and I say this every once in a while I'm the least TTRPG savvy of this whole group the only reason I'm at the center of so much of it is because I have the gut for like group management and planning. Like that's that's it. It has nothing to do with with <laughs> with my chops. There's an upcoming episode where I think we might do a bonus where we release the raw edit of it because <laughs> my lack of D&D knowledge wasted a literal half hour of everyone's fucking time. <laughs> And it was it was, was so this? embarrassing. What was this one? Was this, this the? Uh, I'm w- w- just loot tables. I didn't oh, I didn't have a good tables. knowledge of of loot in D and D and the relative value of things. I think we came out with some good content, but at the cost of like a painful thirty minutes. <laughs> but like, I this I tend to make myself so busy that like just the time to just sit and play D&D people are like oh yeah i'm part of three games right now i'm like fucking how how do you do this like you got to fit it I, in so i'm in a part I, so i d that's I, what she said i d i gm hey, two games uh, online Jesus, dude. i play in a third that's a uh, eberron ravenloft thing i'm part of mm-hmm. a vampire the masquerade game that's four. And I occasion I do some side stuff. You know, I, you know, guest on like not guest on like stuff, but like, oh, like, you know, we're doing a little one shot. You want to be a part of it? Like, sure. yeah, I jump on that all the time. Like sure, on you're a part Discord of, or whatever. You're on four regular games plus the two you do for Dice Pop. Yeah. That's nuts. I this is all I have time for. And I want to do more. That's see for, <laughs> See for me, it's 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 game video game video. I I am so much more into video games than I am TTRPGs. I'm I love what TTRPGs allow me to do, but I'm not like I'm not keyed into the landscape like you, Ryan. Are just like Chatter. I know you always hit me with a lot of knowledge about specific systems, and then Ryan, you'll hit me with like a knowledge about a bajillion different systems, and I'm like, I am such a little bastard compared to these fellas like well, what am i doing here understand i'm not playing a lot of games i'm fantasizing about playing a lot of games i wish i could play more <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. I, I that's the thing you buy like i buy so many of these books that are like for specific types of games and it's like ah, i can't wait to play this and i have books on my shelf that have yeah. been on the shelf for, like, like i've got a call point. cthulhu campaign yeah. running but other than that no, nothing else really and it's like man I'd, I'd like to like try out wander home i'd like to try out like uh yeah uh yeah. i'd like to do more call of cthulhu because i really like call of cthulhu man it's it's very fun uh 
Ooh, so I recently got it. it this is it's Call of Cthulhu, same sphere. Um, this is more of an indie thing. It's called Liminal Horror, I believe. Ooh, sounds intriguing. It's, it's a system. It's a system. It's like a super simple, bare bone system, low prep, like not a lot of rules to remember type thing. So if you just have, um, like, say you just want to, you don't have like a, a huge quest idea involved. Or you don't want to necessarily buy like adventures for like Call of Cthulhu. It can it hits the same niche, like it scratches the same place, but it's much simpler to run. From what I've heard, I just read it. It is quite simple. The whole book is thirty six pages. Uh, it's like what a four uh, liminal, format. So it's liminal like horror. Form. You said liminal horror. Yes, liminal horror. I believe TTRPG. Yes. Let's see, liminal horror by Goblin yeah, by Archive. Nicholas Erickson. Yeah, so you could probably get it on itch relatively cheap, um, and then they. I bought uh, yeah. a physical one. Oh, it's on it's on sale. Uh, it went from seven dollars to five sixty. So, so yeah, if you're if like maybe you want to do some Call of Cthulhu style stuff, but it's 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 just a little bit too much preparation and work to get into it, and then also teaching people how to play. This might be a good option. Yeah, mm. that's good to know. I have at least one friend group where I was supposed to hang out with them today, but I am sick, so I'm being irresponsible. Also, I nap so much that it wouldn't have worked. But, like, I'm I'm wondering if, like, just finding these rules-light systems could be my solution. Because what always ended up happening with me is I would always... I was the forever DM, and I would always end up over-preparing. And it's just the the time suck of that. Mm. It's, it's intoxicating when you get into planning something that you're really jazzed for, but... I mean, just like everything else we talked about, it's, it's sometimes just hard to commit, especially when I spend so much time with my it, other hobbies and monetizing shit. It can be it can be difficult to get from a space where you like over preparation to, to like bullet points just because it can be difficult to conceptualize how much you need. So sometimes yeah. it's one of those things either you have to just try it like I'm going to do like four or five bullet points for like just this session, mm -hmm. four or five bullet points. Or you have to play in a game that works that way and then you like maybe do a one shot and then yeah. you walk through it with the GM afterwards. I've done that before. Like how that did sense. like how did you take this and make this? Like how did this work out? Because it was hard for me to conceptualize because I I am a over preparer by nature when it comes to like tabletop RPGs. Mm. And it took a while for me to get over that. Like I was planning everything out like a novel. Like I was writing a book when I first started. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, and I've been there. It takes forever, and then you end up not using it, and it's very frustrating. And then you get burned out really quickly because you're not getting yeah. any reward from like all this work. Mm -hmm. um, so I just had to like deconstruct it and talk to people. Josh was a great example. I talked to Josh about it a lot. Um, like as we were playing, like after the takes and stuff like that, be like, so what? What? How much of that was planned? Like, what do you have on your books right now? Because when you mm -hmm. talked about jazz DMing, I was like, puff, puffa, puffa, and then yeah. it worked. So I was like, okay, this is actually like I need to get over. I yeah. need to get over my he, preconceived notions. Yeah, Josh in particular is a powerhouse in that. Like his knowledge of D and D in particular is like Ryan. You have you have a pretty astounding knowledge of this stuff. I've never met somebody else with the kind of instant recall he has for every fucking rule of the system. It is it is kind of astounding, and, and not even necessarily the recall, but the confidence. Even when he's wrong, he's even when he's wrong, he's like, oh yeah, it's either this or I'm wrong. But whatever, we can just do it. Like it's just yeah, like yeah. the the. the the way that he's able to grease the wheels, I also learned a lot from that. 
I think my thing is though, like I feel so safe in your guys' hands because you're all so knowledgeable and we all have our different strengths and weaknesses. Um, so that like if I throw something at the ta at the wall and nothing sticks, like you guys are there to pick up my sloppy spaghetti. Like it's fine. My little skits. Uh, yeah, so like I, so I think my fear with other games is like I don't want to be locked into the commitment of forever DM, but I would like to do more. Yeah. Um, but I, I think what led me down this road was saying like I think in particular out of all the Dungeons and Dragons I've done, playing in this world where we take turns and we share responsibility for the world is I the version of it I have enjoyed the most. Not just because of like the excitement of building out a world and like having it react to me. In a way, like I build something and then you guys change it. Ryan builds a map and then I break it. It's like, it's it's fun to have that interplay to me. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but like this is, a, the production of it makes it more of a responsibility than it might be otherwise. But I really enjoy this way of playing, uh, you know, pretend together, which is, <laughs> you know, what this is. Pretend with rules. True debt. Yeah, love, love ner nerds are just kids who just put math in their make believe, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we have been going for over an hour, and this has been as freewheeling and incoherent as I think we all expected it to be. Mm. Well, it's just a fireside uh, chat, you know. It's just a little, yeah, a little here, there, yeah, a little yeah, everywhere. You know, put on a bathrobe, have a fez on, uh, smoke a pipe uh, by the. <laughs> By by the oh by the fire you cut yeah, out for by, a second by I thought the fire, you were like yeah. I, I thought you, I thought you were building okay that's my bad um, but yeah I think suffice it to say we love the show we are going we're committing to this show um, I think we're as curious as as everyone else's about what we want to do next it would always be lovely to find that angel investor to keep us off of OnlyFans but like. I think for now, I, I want to keep playing games with you guys. I yeah. want to try all these things you want to try. My mind does keep coming back to the original pitch of like a TARDIS style thing where we just do different, instead of like different things in a singular system and setting, just like, all right, it's Chatter's month, call it Cthulhu, <laughs> buckle up. We could, so all right, it, I was thinking like once this arc ends, we have a long, uh, I what is it? Uh, what is it? Uh, there's a word for it, but it's like a long period while we're figuring out the next thing. Like we get more guests on, we maybe have some yeah. guest GMs, we try some different systems, small arcs, mm -hmm. one shots, maybe, you know, nothing more than like maybe five, six things. And, you know, we just, we just have fun, play around, try and make yeah. some friends with new people. Yeah. I think we should do that. And then from there, decide what our next step is. Like what if maybe, who knows, we could play some blades in the dark or something like that we could play somebody yeah. with somebody in blades of the dark and maybe it just like captivates us and maybe like was it candela obscura which is like critical roles new one which is basically from what i've heard just blades in the dark but with some different labeling and some different different um ideas i was mixed gonna in. ask you about that yeah um uh, but like we could even try yeah, that i brought up wander home before and you know uh bait yeah I, I would like to play a little little mice going on adventure that'd be fun I mean, yeah. I could reach out. So uh, the thing like with this, with the small indie tabletop RPG scene as it is, like I could reach out to some of the creators of some of these systems and then we could probably play with them. So I know Ooh. like I'm on, I'm Twitter friends, at least with some of these people. 
Here's uh, the thing. I'm and actually. Then, like, I know people that make adventures. I, I, I'm actually like mutuals with a couple too. I, I, I haven't, I haven't, really, hey, I haven't really talked with them, but you know, uh, I guess this could be an icebreaker. Like, hey, we have yeah. an idea. Want to want to work together? You want to? Because like, there's one person I follow <clears throat> that created Karn, which a liminal horror is like a, a, a what is it? A, a astral horror version of Karn. Like, I could probably reach out because he's also working on the second edition. He might want to, like, preview some stuff. We could, I mean, depending on timing, like, we're still yeah. some time out. I'm also working on my own system right now, my own indie tabletop RPG. That's um, exciting. Which is, uh, it's heavily influenced by uh, Spelljammer and Treasure Planet. So here, okay, so here's the pitch. Here's the here's the pitch, and it's going to sound a little familiar for those that have heard us talk about the conceptions of this podcast. After Dicey Waters, um, Locke becomes Ultra Dad across the continents. The two Jettas meet up and create a Gabagool empire. Maeve <laughs> becomes the statue of Alduin atop High Hrothgar. Is that how Skyrim ended? I don't remember. Um, uh, I think that's how Oblivion Hulk, ended. Oh, yeah, there was a Mayrun's Dagon statue. Yeah, okay. Um, but then Cult does, like, another Uge ritual and gets subsumed into some rift, and he is now one of four people in our original TARDIS-type pitch <laughs> where basically they're bouncing between all these indie systems trying to reassemble the TTRPG multiverse <laughs> and they're visiting they're visiting every individual indie system well, and trying to figure out uh, there was, something we'll figure out the MacGuffin it reminds me of the show what what was it called again something loop uh time loop no uh quantum quantum leap there we go quantum loop quantum leap Qu- yeah quantum yeah. loop the classic cuts got back in the show quantum loop um quantum Oh wait, there's a remake of that. Yeah, there is a remake. I don't know if it's already canceled or not. I would not be surprised. (laughs) Just just that quantum leap where we're going to different arrows and different uh, settings. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Because on one hand, uh, basically, yes, I love that idea. My stupid brain is trying to figure out how to turn that into something more coherent, but that might be against the point. But I want to do that with you, and I'd love to see it happen. Uh, On that note, though, I don't know if you can tell by my voice. It is time for me to stop talking, <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's also a good time to wrap up this conversation. Um, I don't know if you guys have any other things that you want to get out before I, I shut the door on this particular fireside chat. Is there any last little little things you want to say before putting a bow on it? I mean, is there anything uh, that you guys want to plug that you guys are working on that you would like to share with people? Oh, I could. So, I mean, this is going to be too late, uh, but I have been doing charity fundraising this month for the Trevor Project. We're up to over $1,500. That's incredible. Um, I'm also, like I said before, I've got an adventure out for Into the Odd called New Rats and Old Bastion. I officially released Encaged. Um, on itch oh, yeah. <laughs> and all the money from Encaged is going to go to the Trevor project uh, forever I suppose because um, I haven't really set a limit on it and I'm not doing any of this Whoops. for money purposes so I'm probably just going to keep on doing <laughs> the Trevor project um, but yeah that's about it and also yeah. you know I, I got a TikTok and Instagram um, that makes funny meme content I've got some personal projects I'm working on but the thing is I don't really like to talk about them until like there's something sus- substantial to show, so I guess stay yeah. tuned for that. But hey, that's fair, man. <laughs> you do you. 
Um, I for anybody that does play Destiny, I my own channel is making money now. So if you could watch my videos with your odd uh, ad blocker off, that'd be great. Um, I'll watch but, videos, uh, but I will not turn off my ad blocker. <laughs> is that even is that still a uh, thing on YouTube? They're uh, they're gonna try to block it. They're gonna try to make it so you can't watch YouTube without an ad blocker. They're gonna try to block the ad blocker. They're gonna try to shut that down. You fool! You exactly. Yeah, I've got it. Who blocks the blocker? Blocker, blocker, blocker. This is. I can't wait to see how that devolves. But most uh, most prominently, I've been doing work for Astacross, which is a fairly large gaming and Destiny channel on YouTube. Uh, So it's it's been nice to have some like steady income tied to this game. I put an Mm. absurd amount of my life into. But that's um, nice. Yeah. I'm 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 also learning a lot. I'm getting some real uh, YouTube editing crunch into my bones. Oh hell yeah! Um, yeah yeah yeah. I'm, that sounds I'm, great. I'm, I'm on a per diem basis though, so I get to I get to step back when I need. So That's it's nice. uh, but uh, my work there has been. Uh, it's the videos that are about really breaking down the nerdy shit about the how the guns work and stuff. Well, what is the so, name of what is the name of your channel so people can find it? Well, me, I'm just on there. Catch is sort of my C K E T C H is sort of what I'm going by on the gaming side of things. Three um, three point one one k subscribers. I am I am subscribed. Yes. I've been thank, subscribed. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're not gonna like it unless you're trying to do raids and dungeons and Destiny or Grandmasters. And if you don't know what those are, this channel is not for you. Yeah, you might as well just speak um, gobbledygook to me. Yep, but uh, yeah, I'm making moves in that space, and it feels good. Uh, but otherwise, we're going to be back at you in a week with another episode of Dicey Waters that I am hard at work on already. I thought you were going to say that and you were hard for it. I was like, interesting, <laughs> interesting. I mean, I mean, no. it would be in line with the energy we start this off with. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for everybody that is listening. I hope you enjoyed a more relaxed take on our behind the scenes stuff. Um, I hope that my existential despair about our future wasn't a bummer and you could instead see the hope of all the many things that we have lined up uh, in the years to come. I said years and that almost gave myself a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, I'm very excited to keep playing with you guys and thank you both for for having this conversation. Ryan, thank you for the idea. Save my bacon from having to go crunch out an edit I didn't want to have to do. Um, (laughs) No worries. Um, I'm sure I will find an ending in there somewhere. Goodbye, right, goodbye everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Ciao. Durr. <laughs> 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 <laughs>